Twenty years later, toward the close of 1918, I stepped from the gangplank of a China boat and for the first time in my life set foot in San Francisco. If you have always thought of San Francisco as the Bonnie Mary City, the gay, light-hearted city, I advise you not to enter it first when it is wrapped in the gloom of fog. You will suffer a sad disappointment such as I knew on landing that dark December afternoon. Heaven knows I ought to have been a happy man that day, fog or no fog, for I was coming back to my own land after four dreary years in China. Birds should have been singing, as the Chinese say, is the topmost branches of my heart. I should have walked with a brisk, elated tread. Instead, I crossed the dimly lighted pier shed, where yellow lamps burn wanly overhead, with lagging step, dragging my battered old bags after me. The injustice of the world lay heavy on my heart, for I was young, and I had been unfairly treated. Four years earlier, just graduated from the engineering department of a big technical institution in the East, I had set sail from Vancouver to take charge of a mine in China for Henry Drew. In Shanghai, I met the old San Francisco millionaire, a little yellow-faced man with snapping black eyes and long, thin hands that must have begun even in the cradle to reach and seize and hold. The mine, he told me frankly, was little better than a joke so far. Its future was up to me. I would encounter many obstacles, inadequate pumping machinery, bribe-hunting officials, superstitious workmen fearful of disturbing the earth dragon as our shaft sank deeper. If I could conquer in spite of everything, accomplish a miracle, and make the mine pay, then in addition to my salary I was to receive a third interest in the property. I suppose he really meant it at the time. He said it more than once. I was very young, with boundless faith. I did not get that part of it in writing. Through four awful years I labored for Henry Drew down there in Inan, the province of the Cloudy South. One by one the obstacles gave way and copper began to come from the mine. Now and then ugly disquieting rumors as to the sense of honor of old Drew drifted to me, but I put them resolutely out of my thoughts. I might seem guilty of boasting if I went into details regarding the results of my work. It is enough to say that I succeeded. Again I met Henry Drew in Shanghai, and he told me he was proud of me. I ventured to remind him of his promise of an interest in the property. He said I must be dreaming. He recalled no such promise. I was appalled. Could such things be? Angrily, and at length, I told him what I thought of him. He listened in silence. "'I'll accept it,' he said when I paused for breath. "'Accept what?' I asked. "'Your resignation.' He got it, along with further comments on his character. I went back to my hotel to take up the difficult task of securing accommodations on a homebound boat. All liners were crowded to suffocation in those days, but I finally managed to get a November sailing. I was informed that I, along with another male passenger, would be put into the cabin of the ship's doctor. Rumor had told me that old Henry Drew was sailing on the same boat, but I was hardly prepared when I went on board and entered my stateroom to find him bending over an open bag. Fate, in playful mood, had selected him as the third member of our party. He was more upset than I, and made a strenuous effort to be assigned to some other room, but with all his money he could not manage it. 
and we set out on our homeward journey together. I could see him when I came in late at night, lying there in his berth with the light from the deck outside on his yellow face, his eyes closed but wide awake. I think he was afraid of me. He had reason to be. Anyhow, I was rid of his slimy presence now, there in that dim pier shed. It was one thing to be thankful for, and already the memory of what he had done to me was fading, for I had suffered a later and deeper wound. In the midst of the trouble with Drew, I had met the most wonderful girl in the world, and only a moment before, on the deck of the china boat, I had said goodbye to her forever.